0: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents. Come in. Welcome. I'm E. G. Marshall. When our deep plots should pour should learn us. There's a divinity that shapes our ends. Rough hew them how we will. What is Hamlet saying? More or less, don't mess with fate. Regardless how you lead your life, fate controls your destiny. We're all anxious to get to the bottom
1: of this, son. So if you want to hang around the police station and watch us work, why sure? Well, thank you, sir. You, You see, I'd like to learn to be a detective. Sad as it is, this death of your father is a good case to begin on. Take my word for it. I can't. You see, I can't believe the way he was killed was an accident. To me, it was murder.
0: Our mystery drama, The Beast. Was adapted from a story by Edith Wharton, especially for Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr., and stars Norman Rose and Robert Dryden. There are those who marry for love, there are those who marry for money. Among the latter, love is generally one sided. Nevertheless, The duped or deceived believe that for companionship and a measure of fidelity, no price is too high to pay. Such was the case of Mrs. Henry Trevor, until three years ago, a widow, now remarried to a strange and selfish spouse.
2: Henry, aren't we going a little too fast? You're doing 70.
3: 70 isn't speeding if you've got control of the wheel. And, dearest wife, if there's anyone who knows how to handle a car, it's yours truly.
2: But but it's so foggy, you can hardly see in front of
3: you. I don't need to. We make this trip up from New York every weekend. I know the road backwards. Besides, who but an idiot will be out on the highway this time of the night?
2: Henry, Henry, look out. There's a man walking. We've hit him! We've hit him! Henry, Henry, what are you doing? You've got to stop!
3: What for? I didn't hit anything. You're
2: crazy. We hit that man. Turn around, for heaven's sake.
3: Now, Martha, calm down. Don't get yourself all excited.
2: Didn't you feel the bump when we hit him, Henry? Please stop the car and go back.
3: Only a rock on the road. Now close your eyes and go to sleep. I'm tired. I don't want to get to the Cape as soon as I can.
2: Is that you? Yes, Martha. When you dial my number, you always get me. What's up? Henry, ask me to call you and ask if you'd like to come up to the Cape for the weekend. This weekend? You've got to come, Wayne. You sound mighty serious. Laugh a little, Martha. It's no laughing matter. I mean it. Please come.
1: i tell you what. I'll be in Boston. Saturday and I'll come up Sunday and stay over, okay? Yes.
2: Anything would be better than nothing.
1: Martha, you know how I feel about you. We've been friends for a long time, but I cannot come
2: before Sunday. It'll have to do. I guess I can hang on till then. You sound upset. I am, Wayne, terribly upset. I'm just about at the end of my rope with Henry. Don't fail me. Be here Sunday.
1: Of course I will. And try to bear up, Martha. Remember, I do love
2: you. I know, Wayne. That's why I'm so miserable.
1: Well, I like
2: that. Uh, are yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. Mm hmm. I- I- I'll tell Henry. Bye, Wayne.
3: You'll tell Henry what, Martha, dear?
2: Oh, uh, that was Wayne. He said to tell you he'd be here Sunday.
3: Sunday? He couldn't come before? Well,
2: I guess not. He said he had to be in Boston on business Saturday. Now,
3: well, it's my own fault to put my faith in anybody else.
2: What are you talking about? Wayne's a very good friend.
3: I go pick an aggressive lawyer, and the first thing you know, he hasn't got the time for me.
2: But that's ridiculous. He works seven days a week.
3: For a lot of people, not only me. Now, oh, will you listen to that? Another one of those sudden coast storms. I hope my new speed cruiser's gonna be all right.
2: Well, isn't it anchored off the boathouse?
3: Yeah, but if the seas get rough, it could break loose. You know what? I think I'll put on my oilskin and go down to the boathouse and make sure.
2: Oh, I- I'll go. I- I'm expecting the grocery boy with the food for the party. Oh, poor boy, he'll be soaked. Well,
3: Wait a minute, what party?
2: Henry, how can you be so forgetful? We asked the Reverend Charles for Sunday dinner. Uh, I'll be back in a moment.
3: Uh, hello, Truro Marina? Yeah, uh, can I speak to Captain James? Yeah, sure, I'll hang on.
2: Henry? Uh, Henry, could I speak to you for a moment? Now,
3: hold it a second, Martha. I'm trying to get Captain James at the marina. Maybe you can give me an idea how long the storm's going to last.
2: Uh, Henry, Henry, it's the police. What? You'd better hang up and go to the door.
3: The police to see me? Um... Martha, did you tell them that I was here?
2: Well, not exactly. I-, I said I'd go to get you.
3: Look, I don't know how long this storm's going to last this afternoon. I'd better shoot over to the marina and see Captain
2: but James. Henry, they're outside.
3: I cannot help that. I can't be bothered with every request for the police athletic league or the policeman's ball. i got too much to do.
2: Henry, it's Rufus Clay, the chief himself. And he's not selling any raffle tickets.
3: Well, you tell him that I'm not here. Now look, I'm going out the back way.
2: Rufus wants to know if we know anything about a man who was run over late last night on the highway.
3: Tell him you know nothing. You saw nothing. You heard nothing, and nothing happened.
2: Hello,
1: Henry. Mind if I join you in your garage? Hi right there. I'd like to get in out of the rain. Oh, hi, Rufus. Oh, what you doing? Closing down your car inside your garage? Why don't you just back it out and let the rain take care of you?
3: No kidding. It's coming hard, is it? Oh, cats and dogs.
1: I didn't expect to find you here. Mother said you had gone to the marina. You say, uh, Henry, would you mind turning off the hose for a moment?
3: Huh? Oh, sure, sure. I, uh... Just been inside, talking to Martha. You know, Rufus, when you hose down the front end of a car, if you don't wipe the chrome dry right away, she gets awful spotty. You ought to use a clean rag. Huh? Oh? <laughs> I thought this was clean. Oh, spots
1: all over it. Looks like blood. Blood? You're smearing that headlight. Better get a clean cloth. Yeah, there's a pile in the corner.
3: Excuse me, Rufus.
1: Henry... I think he wants to hit something. There's a dent in the guard below the bumper. And, uh, uh, would you mind if I squat down and get close along? Hey, 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 watch out where you're pointing that hole.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, Rufus. I didn't see you on that side. Ah. Uh, uh, what was it you wanted to ask me about, anyway?
1: I wanted to ask you a question, Henry. But I think I know the answer.
3: And then he said, it's okay, I think I know the answer. Now, what did he mean by that?
2: I haven't the faintest idea. Mm
3: -hmm. Martha, what did you tell him?
2: Nothing. You said to tell him nothing. He wanted to know where you were. I said you'd gone to the marina.
3: And what did Rufus say?
2: He said, which way did he go? I said, I don't know. He said, when did he leave? Oh, boy, that Rufus. I said, oh, a couple of hours ago. I lied and lied for you. And he said, did he walk? So what could I say? I didn't know what to say. I said, yes, I think so. And he said, is your garage door open? And I said, I guess so. And he said, well, i better go have a look. And that was that.
3: Well, he must think there's something.
2: Did he find anything?
3: What are you talking about?
2: Henry. You know.
3: Are you saying did he find evidence that I ran over someone? No. He didn't because there was no evidence. Because I didn't run over anyone. Now, will you just put it out of your mind? It didn't happen.
2: If you say
3: so. Oh, I've got enough problems about having to be concerned with dummies who wander around in the fog. It was a rock we hit. You understand? A rock. A dog. A deer. In the larger scheme of things, these things are insignificant.
1: Chief Rufus, thanks for the time. By I didn't do you any favor. I've known your family practically since the wheeling ship sailed out of Nantucket. How's your mother taking it? Oh, it's all inside. She holds it in. Always been able to do that with her feelings. Same thing like when my kid brother Jimmy died in Korea. Mm, that's New England stock for you. Stoic. Well, just the same, she feels it. She's crushed. I know it. Thirty years married and never a bad word between my dad and mom. My dad. The most wonderful person anyone could know. Best people leave us too soon. And so unnecessary. By some crazy jerk speeding in the fog. Yeah, we'll get him. He can't get far. The medical examiner said it happened between two and three o'clock in the morning. The road out here doesn't go anywhere but to the ocean. If you get out past North Truro, you can only go as far as Provincetown. So, whoever it was, wasn't going through. He either lives here nor was visiting. Well, I know you've been out a lot because I've been trying to get you. Mm-hmm. House to house, nor the way. Police detection is 99% legwork. Now, why doesn't he come forward? Hit and run, hit and hide. If I ever locate who ran my father down in cold blood, I... I I don't know what I'd do. Maybe someone will come forward. Maybe, maybe not. How can I help? I guess by being a comfort to your mother. I mean more than that. I don't rightly know, son. But if you want to regard our police outfit as yours, we're all of us anxious to get to the bottom of this. I want to know everything, every step of the way. You see, Chief Rufus, I can't accept this death of my father as an accident. To me... It was murder.
3: What time is it, Martha? Martha? Martha, can you hear me? I
2: wish you wouldn't shout so, Henry.
3: It's Saturday morning. I've been up since six. What time is Wayne getting here?
2: I told you, he said not before tomorrow, Sunday. Why are you so touchy? You've come up here for a nice, quiet weekend. I haven't
3: got time for quiet weekends, Oh, look, honey, I'm sorry, but I got so much on my mind. So you said. What time is
2: it? Eight o'clock.
3: I keep hoping maybe Wayne will show up. He knows I need him.
2: Boston is practically next door. I'm sure as soon as he can, he'll get here.
3: Anyway, wasn't that a car that drove up?
2: No, I, I didn't hear
3: it. Well, I did. I bet that's him. Hello? Hello. Are you Henry Trevor? Yeah. What's your name? Bartholomew Gates. Oh. Well, what did you want to see me about?
1: Do you have more than one car?
3: Yeah, I do. Two, three... Look, what is this all about, young man? A survey? I guess you could call it that. We have three cars, as a matter of fact. One's in town, New York. A smaller car, my wife's, is being serviced, so there's only one in the garage, okay? Now, look, I'm very busy, so if you don't mind...
1: I I... do mind. What did you say? I said I do mind.
3: And I'm going to take a look at your car. Now, where's the garage? Now, you listen. I don't know you. And I have no intention of showing you anything. Now, you get out of here. Mr. Trevor, don't mess around with me. Show me your car. The devil, I will. Look, I'll give you one minute. If you're not out of here, i call the police. Hey. hey, wait a minute. What's that? A revolver. Is this a hold And you show me your car, and no one will get hurt. Uh, well, will you put it down? Sure, I will. I hope you know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. I mean the way you're waving it around.
1: I've done target practice, Mr. Trevor. I learned about guns for my brother. He died in Korea. He had one rule, Mr. Trevor. If you see the enemy, shoot him.
0: A young man, desperate to avenge his father's death, holds a gun. A wife, trapped in an unhappy marriage, tries to take hold of herself... Advice now from Hamlet again. Patience, forbearance. Let Hercules himself do what he may. The cat will mew and the dog will have his day. I shall return shortly with Act Two. The place, Cape Cod. A spit of land curving into the Atlantic, frequently foggy. The time, late Sunday. The people, Henry and Martha Trevor, and their dinner guests. A clergyman and an
3: attorney.
2: I wish the Reverend Charles didn't have to leave so soon after we finished dinner. I thought he was fun.
3: What did you think of our local minister, Wayne?
2: Well, I kind of liked
3: him. He's a pretty down-to-earth guy for a preacher. You know why he came to dinner with us?
2: Mm, because I invited him.
3: The most reverend Charles came to touch me for another donation. Probably heard I bought a new boat and thought to himself, if my good parishioner can afford that, surely he can spare a couple of hundred for the church coal fund. <laughs> I told him, didn't
2: I? You were a bit rude, I thought.
3: Martha, you don't know the first thing about money. Does she, Wayne?
1: Why, well, you certainly cut the reverend off at the pass pretty sharply, Henry. But Martha... The fact is, Henry does have to watch his pennies.
3: You see, what did I tell you? She won't believe me.
2: Why should I? Seems to me you spend money faster than anyone I know.
3: <laughs> She's got you there, Henry. Wait a minute. Whose side are you on?
1: Look at this house. Fifteen rooms for two people. It's nine o'clock. We're in one room, but the whole house is lit up like a Christmas tree. Lights burning in every room. And
3: every time I'm here, it's the same thing. Oh, come off it, Wayne. I don't need lectures in my own house for my own lawyer.
1: Well, it's an attitude, that's all I'm saying. I'm talking to you as a friend because I think sometimes you don't realize you just can't
3: steamroller
1: over other people or disregard the common good.
3: Who do you suppose that is at this time of the night? Well, will have a look. Martha, dig out the good brandy for Wayne. You
2: know what he likes. Wayne, I apologize for his behavior. This was one of the most embarrassing evenings I've ever spent. Henry throwing his weight around. I don't know what the Reverend Charles must have thought.
1: I'm sorry I lost my temper with him. I should be apologizing to you. Oh, he
2: gets worse and worse. And that accident.
1: What accident? A man was run over on Route 6 the night before last. So that's why they stopped me this afternoon. Who stopped you? The police. There was a roadblock between Wellfleet and here. They were stopping cars in both directions.
2: They're looking at cars in every house. Yesterday, the son of the man who was killed threatened Henry with a gun. Here
3: he comes. <laughs> I don't know whether to take this as a compliment or what. The Reverend Charles went home and turned around and came all the way back here because he wanted me to show him the speed cruiser.
2: Tonight? Now? But the fog is rolling. Sure, there.
3: tonight. Why not? He's outside. I'll just find the old Parker. Hey, Martha, have you seen my heavy-duty
2: flashlight? It, it's in the hall closet somewhere. Oh, yeah, I
3: got it. Be back in 15 minutes. Coming, Reverend.
1: Why are the police after Henry... What did he have to do with it?
2: I was with him, coming up here. I think Henry did run over that man.
1: Well, you, what you did yesterday was not an authorized police method. I can't condone it. Well, the gun wasn't loaded, sir. I, I had to take a look in that garage myself. The police business is the exercise of logic, Don't jump to conclusions. There are cars with dents and broken headlights and smashed fenders all over the area. I've been to several houses in the last two days where the car was damaged. Well, what would you say this was? I found it in the corner of Trevor's garage. (laughs) Some old rag. Why? I think it's part of a jacket. Same weave, same color, a jacket of Dad's. Now, couldn't this have been torn from a sleeve? Hey, you're getting to be quite a detective. What are you going to do about it? What would you recommend? Well, see if it could be matched up with what Dad was wearing. Okay. We'll do just that. Yes, Sergeant, where are you? Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'll be here when you bring him in. Bill Hawley just picked up a man weaving and speeding down the highway. When he frisked him, he had a wallet on him. Your dad's. What? He's bringing him in for questioning.
2: Henry said he hit a rock, did he? That's what he said. I didn't actually see anyone fall, just a horrible, sickening bump.
1: I don't know what to tell you. Whether to believe in your husband or not, he's in enough trouble as it is.
2: Is it money again?
1: I'm afraid so.
2: That's why he wanted you to come over.
1: Yes. I don't know if I can help him. Is it that bad? Well, I don't know where to begin. He'll be back soon. What time is it? Shall we uh, meet in an hour and a half from now, say midnight? Yes. Same place? Yes. I'll tell you all about it then. Oh, I think that's him at the front door.
3: Well, I suppose I should thank the Lord he didn't hit me again for a donation.
2: Did the Reverend Charles like your boat?
3: He said so. We, uh... Stood by the boathouse. You couldn't really see it in the dark and the fog so thick. Hey, Martha, what's the matter with you? Where's Wayne's brandy?
2: I guess I forgot. I'm going to bed. I'm awfully tired. Um, you you going back to the city in the morning, Wayne?
1: Uh, no, I've got to head back for Boston. We didn't finish Saturday. I'll be getting an early start.
2: Well, you'll be gone before I'm up. Oh, Wayne, it, it was lovely seeing you. Um, I, I think the guest room's all set for you tonight. Hope you sleep well.
1: You too, Martha. And thanks for a great dinner.
2: Good night. Good night, Henry.
1: Is there... Anything more you want to ask me about, Henry?
3: Well, the heck of it is, Wayne. I don't know where all the money went to. Thanks for everything you've done.
1: Henry, you're a big boy now. You've simply got now, to Wait a, cut... a minute.
3: There, 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 there is something that you can do for me. Tell Martha about the loan. Explain to her she's got to sign the note for it. Yeah, but I'm leaving first thing in the morning. I'll leave later.
1: Talk to her at breakfast. <sighs> Henry, you're impossible. I can't and I won't. You know, there are other people in the world besides you. People who are counting on me. I thought you were my friend.
3: She'll take it from you.
1: But I can't hang around until she gets up tomorrow.
3: So I'll wake her. Hey, look, I have an idea. Take these keys to the cruiser. Take her out for a spin tomorrow morning as my guest. Breakfast on board, just you two. Now, you tell her to sign. And another thing, Wayne. Don't tell her anything about the other business, about my, my mother's securities.
1: Henry, I don't know how to say this, but you'd better get hold of
3: yourself. You'd better take care. Oh, I am, Wayne. (laughs) Like the man said, I'm taking care of number one.
1: You got picked up for reckless driving. What's your name? Simon. Simon what? I don't have any last name. Who's that? Well, that's a young man attached to our office. He's sitting in on this interrogation. Any objections? No. Okay, Simon, no last name. I want you to know your rights before you say anything. I give you this card to read. It's important you know your rights. I'm... I'm kind of tired. I don't see so well. Yeah... That's what Sergeant Hawley reported. Weaving all over the road. Read the card. I'm waiting. Uh, uh, to tell you the truth, I can't... I can't read. Well, you see, Bartholomew, in a case like this, we got to read the suspect his rights. Simon, you have a right to remain silent. If you talk to a police officer, that's me... Anything you say can and will be used against you. Ask me anything you like. I don't care. I'm not finished. You have the right to consult with a lawyer. You may have him with you during the questioning. You want a lawyer? I don't need no lawyer. i ain't done nothing. All I want to know is why I'm here. Is that all? I got a lot more questions than that. Okay. We begin at the beginning. Your name. I told you, Simon. Simon what? I don't have no last name. And you don't have any driver's license I do, either. I, I do have it, but I I left it home. Is this your wallet? Yeah. These your credit cards? I I don't know. Can't you answer a simple question? Who who is that kid? I told you, he's here unofficially. His name is Bartholomew Gates. Mm. You pick him up too? He's the son of the man you ran over, George Gates. Now look, I didn't run over nobody. What are you doing with George Gates' wallet? It's it's mine. I, I found it. Where did you find it? I... I don't know. Somewhere. I forgot. When did you find it? Uh, for, uh, Friday night. Where? I, I, I don't remember. Where did you find the wallet, Simon? I, I don't know. Friday night I was drunk. I don't, I don't remember. You don't remember. I suggest to you on Friday night it was real foggy. You were driving on Route 6. And all of a sudden there's a man walking. You don't see him. Your car hits him. Then, Simon, you stop your car, you go back to help him, and you see he's dead. But you're not so drunk, Simon, that you can't reach into his pocket and steal the dead man's wallet. Isn't that how it happened, Simon? Think it over. What time is it now, Chief? Well, it's getting on there. How about some coffee, both of you? Yeah, sure. You too, Simon? Yeah. Bill, go next door to the diner and get three coffees and three donuts. Yeah, thanks. We've had a look at your car, Simon. Yeah, so? What did you run into? What? There's blood and hair, short hairs on the front of your car. Um, I... I hit a dog. Uh, I didn't see him. I'm sorry. You hit a dog. Did the dog have this wallet on him? No, sir. And uh, Now, you won't tell me about the wallet? I didn't do it. You didn't do what, Simon? I mean, I found the wallet. That's what I mean. Was that before or after you hit the dog? Chief Rufus, can I say something? Okay, Bartholomew. Mr. Simon... The man who was run over was my father. You understand that? Now, I am not going to let go of this until I find out who did it, and I mean that. So, if you know anything. Hold if... it, Bartholomew. No threats. Okay, Bill, bring him right in. Set the coffee and donuts over here. Bartholomew, here's your coffee. Uh huh. And this one's for me. Simon suppose we just hold on to your coffee and donut until you've remembered everything about the dog and the wallet. I'm sure it'll all come back to you. Don't want your coffee to get cold.
0: Now, where were we? A man is killed in the road. Did he die right away, or could his life have been saved? Accident or murder? Hamlet again, murder though it have no tongue, will speak with most miraculous organ. What will a dead man tell us about the man who killed him? I shall be back shortly with Act Three. It is midnight. Fog is blanketing the coast of New England. Two people are awake, a man and a woman. They walk silently, without a light. They know the way.
1: 309,
2: 310, 311, five more. What are you doing,
1: Wayne? When I get to the last few, I count aloud. At 313, 314... When I'm not with you, Martha, I count those steps to the boathouse. I know I'll be alone with you at step 315. Let me open the old door. Oh, oh. oh I've got you. Oh, you almost fell. Oh, my,
2: my foot caught and suddenly I was skidding.
1: These old planks are full of holes. Here, let me light a match and see.
2: No, 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 no don't. Suppose Henry were looking out the window and he saw a light in the boathouse.
1: Oh, he's asleep. I could hear him snoring from my room. I can feel the floor. Hey, it's a a can of grease. Must have been knocked over.
2: I I don't know why, but I'm I'm very frightened tonight.
1: Okay, let's walk carefully to the far end of the boathouse. Henry really ought to have all these boards replaced. Mm. The floor planking is rotten and the water underneath us is very, very deep. I know it
2: is. Sometimes, when I come down here with him, I wish... Shh, shh, shh.
1: Let's not talk about him or think about him.
2: Wayne, hold me close. Yes.
1: Darling, you're trembling.
2: I don't think the boathouse at night is as safe as it used to be.
1: Why not? Nobody comes here after dark.
2: Henry might. All he thinks of is his speed cruiser.
1: What's what's that?
2: Down this ladder to the water. There there's a rowboat tied up. He uses it to row out to the cruiser.
1: All right, now careful, careful. Walk along the edge. Mm-hmm. In the center, most of the planks are rotten. Here, hold on to me. Okay. We'll get to the bench and sit down.
2: Tell me tell me what it is. I mean, about Henry. I will.
1: In fact, Henry asked me to. He didn't want to tell you himself. He's gone through a sizable chunk of the money again. How? Mm, He says he doesn't know. Speculating, I guess. Oh, Martha, it was reckless of you to hand over half your inheritance when you got married. He's like a kid in a candy store.
2: But you know why I did it. When we were married, I didn't want people to think he had nothing. I, I wanted half of it to be his.
1: <laughs> You're only half successful. He thinks it's all his.
2: Oh, there are worse things. Much worse. What was it he wanted you to tell me?
1: That you've got to sign another promissory note for 50000 Is that all? For now. Uh, what did you mean there are worse things.
2: You haven't noticed.
1: Well, yes, I suppose I have. He's more and more selfish every time I see him.
2: So self-centered. How awful.
1: Well, then why don't you put an
2: end to it? I don't know. I, I can't.
1: What are you, hypnotized?
2: Don't you know him for what he is? Yes, I do. Better than anyone, even you. All he cares about is himself, his food, his drinks, his possessions, his way. Always, it's got to be his way. I don't know him anymore. he, he He's become an animal with no conscience whatsoever.
1: A uh, beast. No more. What's that? Oh. Oh. Just a line from a play about a man very like Henry?
2: Yes. I know him for what he is. Yes, I cannot bear to have him touch me, even to be near me. Well, then why? I I can't go through with it again, that's why. I just can't start all over again, a third time. Even with you, dearest Wayne. You forget. I was a widow... And lonely. And Henry married me.
1: Why didn't I know you then?
2: Because it wasn't meant to be.
1: Martha, take hold of your life. So you made a mistake. Save what's left. The real reason I came here today wasn't to hold Henry's hand, but to tell you you must take a step. I can't be your lawyer, but I can get you a very good one.
2: Don't talk that way. No, I can't.
1: Neither can I, Martha. I can't go on and on seeing you like this occasionally, surreptitiously.
2: Then you must stop.
1: Like that? Can you?
2: If I have to.
1: Here we sit in the dark. I can't even see your face. I'm supposed to take you out in his boat tomorrow morning and get you to sign that note. And then... How can I leave you here with him?
2: There's only one answer. What's that? I could be free if he would die.
3: Hey, who is that? Is that you, Rufus Clay? I'm sorry
1: to wake you up, but I got something very important to
3: tell you. I'd like to come over. Now, in the middle of the night? The whole house is asleep. Can't it wait?
0: I don't think so.
3: Well, why don't you tell me over the phone?
2: It's terrible to wish him dead, isn't it? But he's driven me to it.
1: You're not the only one who's thought that. You have to. Oh, yes. I wish it every
2: day, every hour. He might as well know the kind of person I am. <laughs> I'm not the saint you think. When he goes out in his car, I pray for something to happen to him. I read the death notices in the paper, and I think, why not? So and so was his age. Maybe that's why I bought him that boat. Oh, no, Martha. Oh, yes. I can even take his pretense that it was all his idea, that it came out of his pocket. If, if that boat serves its purpose.
1: I don't want to hear you talk like this.
2: I pray every day he'll take it out to sea, hit some rock or submerged wreck, and that'll be the end. But it won't happen.
1: Well, people do die.
2: The wrong people Look how he ran over that poor man in the road Friday night. He won't be found out. It's hopeless. He's coming. What?
1: You sure? Can you see that far up the path? I
2: see his flashlight. It's headed this way.
1: But why? It's his boat. He's coming down to check on it. Well, is there time to get up the
2: path and hide behind something? No, no. He's getting closer every second. Wayne, Wayne, climb down that ladder thing and get into the rowboat. Row it away. He'll find us otherwise. I do,
1: and let him find you... And what are you doing here?
2: Uh, I'm his wife. I came down because I was worried about the cruiser, too. He'll believe me. Wayne, Hyde. I'm not going.
1: I can face him. He'll
2: kill you.
3: Martha? Are you in the boathouse? Martha? I've been looking for you. Is there someone else in here? I thought I heard. Oh, Martha. It is you. I looked in your room. The bed was unmade. What are you doing down here?
2: I could ask the same of you, Henry. Don't, don't shine that flashlight in my eyes.
3: <laughs> you know what woke me up? The telephone. It was Rufus. They picked up some old bum who had blood on his car and they're holding him. They found the dead man's wallet on him. Now, isn't that criminal? Nobody's safe walking a country road anymore. Imagine that, running a man down and leaving him. Anyway, the sea's getting rough, so I think I'll roll myself out and make sure about the anchor cable and the lines. Now, if you hold the flashlight, Martha, mm-hmm. I'll get myself down the ladder. Here. Okay. Hold it steady. Hey, what happened? You dropped the flashlight. Oh. Oh. Now, look what you've done. Oh. oh, my goodness. It's pitch black in here. You're so stupid. Maybe I can find it. Make it down on my my hands and knees. What is this? A pair of shoes. Uh. Feet, who are you? There's someone standing here.
1: Hello, Henry. Now, follow me, I think we'll call it a night. But you never got that bum to admit anything. No. But we've come to where questioning ends and science begins. You'll learn that if you do go into police work. Tomorrow, in the daylight, we'll examine his car microscopically right down to the tires. Why don't you just bring him back to the very spot where he ran over my father? We may, but I'm not sure. About what? You see, it could have happened the way he tells it. This Simon character could have found your dad lying there after he'd been hit by someone else. And he could have thought he was a bum, asleep on the side of the road and lifted his wallet. Is that a sample of police detection? It's deductive reasoning. Maybe so. But that's not the way I figure it. Oh? Uh-huh. and just how do you figure it, son? I figure you're letting the guilty man get away.
3: Isn't this interesting? You, Wayne, and Martha, alone down here in the boathouse... I suppose there's a reason for this, but I'm not sure I care to hear it. Let me get my hands on you. Wayne! Wayne! Ah, The floor's getting away. I'm falling. Help me!
2: Wayne! Wayne, are you all right?
1: I'm here. It's Henry. He's down in that water.
2: he, He can't swim. We have to get out of here. Wayne! Wayne, we have to run for it.
1: No, I can't let him drown. It's 20 feet deep. Oh, I'm going in after him.
2: Don't, Wayne. Don't go down there.
1: Here, take my coat. I'm diving in.
2: Wayne? Wayne, darling. Is that you climbing up the ladder from down there?
3: It's not him.
2: Henry. Henry. Where is Wayne?
3: I, uh... I can't find him. He's not down. He, he pulled me to the ladder, and oh. when I started up, he... Well, he somehow fell back into the water. Oh. I didn't push him. And then he was gone. Oh. He must have hit his head on the rowboat. Mm. That's all I can figure. And, uh... That was the last I saw of him.
2: We can't leave him down there. Let me down this ladder, please, Henry. It's
3: no use... Wayne's gone. He's drowned. I, uh, I know it's upsetting, Martha. That's why I'm holding on to you. Come on up the path.
2: Please, let please you. So you me. wanted me
3: dead, did you? You wanted Wayne alive. You betrayed the murder in your heart, Martha. That's too bad. We all must be punished for our sins. Don't you agree? <laughs> Who knows, my dear? Yours may be many, many long years as my wife. Is that you, Henry Trevor? Yes. Who is that? I can't quite see you in the fog. Is this...
1: Is this better? Can you see me now?
3: Don't I know you? Bartholomew Gates. What's that you're holding in front of you?
1: You've never seen it before? A piece of my father's coat sleeve... One of the rags in your garage, Mr. Trevor. I meant,
3: what's that in your other hand? My gun. Mrs. Trevor? Uh,
1: yes? Would you please move away to your right? Let go of her, Mr. Trevor. Thank you. Uh, that, that That's far enough, Mrs. Trevor. Just want you out of range. What are you going to do? My brother once told me, when you see an enemy... Shoot! Now stop!
3: Don't!
0: it inevitable that Henry Trevor should die? Did he, in fact, first pull the trigger of his own destiny the night he carelessly killed a man on the road? Are we masters of our fate, or slaves to our sins? I shall be back shortly. To conclude, may I leave you with a question asked by Hamlet? What is a man if the chief good and market of his time be but to sleep and feed? A beast no more. Hamlet might have been describing Henry Trevor. A beast no more. Our cast included Norman Rose, Robert Dryden, Russell Horton, and Carol Tytell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown preview of our next tale. What are we going to do?
1: Don't worry, Professor. Ancient bodies are your specialty. Fresh ones are mine.
0: Yes, but this is liable to stop our work. This place will be crawling with police, newsmen, television crews, what all...
1: Really? Why? Isn't murder a little too common to rate that
2: kind of attention? But how do you know it is murder?
1: Miss Lathrop, you surprise me. A suicide may dig her own grave, but you'd hardly expect her to pull the dirt in
0: after her. The pit's very shallow, Professor. I don't think we should use shovels. Shall we use the brushes from here? Sure, but uh, let's get a move on, eh? Ah!
2: Look, look! The hand is attached only to bones! To a skeleton! Oh, no, I've never seen it!
1: Before. Oh, now, now, will you all stop crowding? You'd think this was a Hollywood
0: opening. Oh, Janine is right. There is no body. The hands are attached to a skeleton.